If you are stuck in the grind and don't know how to get moving, if you have lost your dream or struggle to know how to make it happen, if you have been dreaming of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Valued Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life with tools, knowledge, and support that will allow you to create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from the work they do so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it. It is possible. This show features interviews with people who have already created success in their lives and businesses and stories about everyday people living extraordinary lives. It's time for you to add value. My guest today is Matt Moriarty. Matt is a second-generation insurance agency owner. Matt is passionate about protecting his clients' current and future assets. He is both a risk manager and a problem solver. Matt specializes in commercial insurance, life insurance, home and auto. Matt is a Denver native and enjoys being active in sports, reading, and spending time with his family. Matt, I am so thankful that you agreed to meet with me today and just share your story and your journey as an entrepreneur. I know that... Uh, you have so much wisdom and that you've gained through your experience that you'll be able to share. I'm just looking forward to uh, sharing with you today. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I'm so, uh, so honored to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, we chatted a little bit before. I just want to make sure others have a chance to hear. Could you share a bit about your journey to, you know, starting your own company and becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, no, the great question. So um, I, uh, you know, I I always had kind of an entrepreneurial spirit, believe it or not. Uh, even though I didn't I didn't act upon it, and uh, and so I mean I can remember uh, my my sisters were both competitive Irish dancers, and um, and so we would go to all these fetches. We would travel all over the United States, which was cool for me and my dad because then we get to go to uh, uh, like all the all the baseball parks and stuff like that, and see all the all the baseball teams and and, and stuff like that. But we always had to go to the competition day, and there was one day where we were in I think it was in California, where uh, we were at a, uh, a monastery, right? They were having it in a monastery. Um, and there were all these, you know, orange trees that were sitting there. And I got the idea that, well, you know, it's a hot day. Um, and people, there's no refreshments around. Why don't I go into, you know, the monastery uh, and pick these, you know, these oranges or tangerines or whatever they were, and I would sell them to the people who were there, right? And so I went around and, and you know, and my, my mom, uh, you know, she uh, she finally figured out what I was doing. She, I think she appreciated the entrepreneurial spirit, but uh, she made me give the money to the the monks who who were our hosts there, which which I totally agree with. But but so always from a you know from a, a young age, I kind of have that. But you know, I think you know in life sometimes uh, you 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 kind of don't understand your true potential, and you you kind of uh, you know get away from that. Um, and so uh, I had some uh, other you know uh, jobs that I had prior to this. Um, you know, right before I got in this business, I, I, I actually was VP of sales for a, a company that uh, uh, we sold into the energy and utility space. And it was a fantastic opportunity. But, um, you know, my, uh, my father was in the insurance business. Um, and, uh, you know, he always stressed upon me because he, he owned his own agency and he always stressed upon me, you know, that, you know, it was awesome to own your own business and that you're able to, you know, be there for your family when needed. And, and here I was in this, in this business where I was, you know, uh, traveling all over the United States. You know, my wife and I had just had started having kids. We had two little girls, Tori and Lizzie, um, and I was, I didn't want to miss out on their lives. And, and so, um, you know, that, that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, kind of really hit me at that point. And that's when I started, uh, that's when I started my, my agency. And so did you go straight to owning your agency from right from the start? I, I did. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's one of those things where I was looking for a business. I wanted to, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I wanted to, uh, you know, kind of own my own business. And, and, you know, I was always one of those people that, you know, was always kind of the first one there and the last one to leave, even when I worked at places. And, and, um, and so I already have that, that kind of work ethic uh, built into me. So I didn't mind the, the, the work and the grind and all that good stuff. 
Um, but, I, you know, I, I really wanted to make sure that, you know, that I was providing a legacy kind of like what, what my dad did, because, uh, you know, he, he, you know, his business kind of put us all through college his, his business put us all, you know, um, you know, gave us opportunities that we never would have had if it weren't for that. And I, I wanted to be that, but most of all, I wanted to be a dad. I wanted to be a dad. I wanted to, I mean, you know, this allowed me to coach my, my girl soccer teams, um, uh, you know, they go to all their events. I never have to miss it. Um, which, which, you know, I, I was, I was going to kind of going to do if I, if I kept down that, that road that I was doing, um, I, I told you before, yeah, my father was in, uh, was in the insurance business. And I told you that, you know, when I was a kid, like, uh, he would coach our, our, our sports teams. And then we would go, like, he'd be like, afterwards, he'd be, okay, well, we're going to go back to my office to go, you know, to, uh, to listen to my messages and make sure I can take care of my clients. Right. And so we'd always uh, like hate that portion because, you know, he, he'd, uh, he'd go on the answering machine, push the button and we'd be hoping and praying that it would only be one message, but it'd be like 10 and he'd sit there and write it on his notebook and he'd call each and every one of those people back as he should have. But as a kid, you know, I kind of got like, oh, insurance is boring. I never want to be in insurance, never in a million years. You know, it's kind of like the guy in, in uh, Groundhog Day, if you've ever seen that movie. Uh, you know, Ned Ryerson. That's, that's how, I, how I saw insurance. And, you know, so when I, when I decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur uh, and, and was deciding what to do, my dad said, well, why don't you come and work at my office for a couple of weeks? And, you know, so I took some paid time off and, you know, I was expecting, you know, this boring boring job. And, and it was almost like a, it was almost like a, um, uh, you know, sign from God or a sign from above that, you know, day two, uh, you know, um, these people who, uh, lived right down the street from my dad's office. Right. And they were about my, mine and my wife age. And they had a, the kid, their kids were about the same age as my, my girls. Um, and they, what happened was, is that they had, uh, you know, a, uh, one of those smokers that electric smokers that were supposed to turn off. Well, it didn't turn off and it was too close to the house and it shorted out and it ended up burning, uh, half of their house down. Okay. And there were, you know, their, their, their two kids were in one room and luckily like my kids at the time, you know, they had, they had climbed into bed with mommy and daddy. Otherwise it would have been a, a much worse story that I'm telling right now. Um, but we arrived there that next, we got a call that morning. We arrived, you know, cause we we're right down the street. We arrived there that morning and just to see the look on those people's faces, right. Uh, you know, the, the wife had one, you know, one slipper on and, and, you know, just one, one of them had a cell phone. They just looked disheveled. The kids were crying and just to see the way that the claims adjuster took care of that situation. He had a check right then ready for them and said, Hey, listen, I know you don't have any clothes. I know you don't, you know, you don't have this or that. Here's a check that you can go do all this stuff. Hey, by the way, I, I, I know that you're not going to have a home for a while. You know, there's, there's actually a, a you know, a, we did some research and there's a home right down the street that's for, you know, for rent right now. Right. And it's it just, it, it kind of triggered in my mind that, wow, this is much different than, I actually thought it was right. It went from something being, you know, kind of some boring job and, and that's nobody wants to do right. Uh, nobody wants insurance. Nobody wants to talk about insurance to, wow, this is like, this was protection. I can, I can get into this, right. You know, if I was going to do something, I wanted to serve. I wanted, I wanted to do something that, that made a difference in people's lives. And not only that, that I could educate as well, because even though my, my father was uh, in insurance, I didn't know anything about insurance, right? Like he never like taught uh, us about the, uh, you know, like why insurance is, is available and why it's so important. And that's kind of the, what, what we, we do is, is we try and make sure that we educate our clients and help them make the best decision from a protection standpoint, from an asset management standpoint uh, to protect and, you know, those current and future assets. So. That makes a huge difference to to think about insurance on that other side when, yeah. when you need it, right? Yes, That's most definitely. Powerful story. So, what was your most effective tools for building your list? You know, most effective tools for building my list. That's a great question. Uh, you know, I think that uh, I, I think with talking with other people um, and being passionate about what you do, I think that um, that really helps with regards to that because your list is initially going to be drawn to you, right? I'm not one of those people that's going to go out, like meet you at a party and be like, hey, who has your insurance, right? That's that's not that's not what I'm trying to do. But, you know, people like, 
you know, you can tell when people don't like what they do or they're not passionate about what they do or, or anything along those lines. But, you know, from a, a, a networking perspective or, or you just talk to people and, and, and really ask them about what they like and what they do, um, that really helps bring in, you know, that, that you know, those kind of opportunities to, um, you know, to, to listen to what they have to say and then, you know, and then be able to, to explain what, what you are passionate about as well. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, I, I asked my dad how he built his business when you mentioned lists and he said he broke, bought out the, you know, the, the phone book and started dialing and, and obviously you can't do, you can't do that anymore. Um, so I, I think that, you know, networking, um, and, and social media, um, and doing like videos and, um, you know, engaging with other like-minded people, I think has really, uh, really helped us. Um, you know, I always engage someone with not what they can do for me, but what can I, I do for them. Um, and when I look at any opportunity, I, I don't look at it as, is that, are they, you know, especially from a referral standpoint, are, are they going to send me referrals, right? Like, are, are, are they going to do this or that? Like, I want to learn from them. I can learn so much from so many different people, right? Um, because whether where you're, you know, you're in insurance or you're in, uh, you do mortgages or you do, you're a contractor, we all run businesses, and we all, you know, it's all based on systems and processes and putting those systems and processes in place and then duplicating that with by adding, you know, talented individuals and, le and letting them do their thing and then just focusing on what you do. Right. And so, yeah. Nice. So that kind of leads to the value of connection. Mm -hmm. How have you built connection and and use connection for for building your business? Uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question as well. I mean, I, I try and I, I try and do a lot of networking, um, uh, me personally, and, and just because that's my skill set, right? Um, I didn't mention this before, but right out of college, my first job, I worked for a company, uh, that was sold copiers. Right. And so I had to make, um, I had to make a hundred outbound calls in the morning. And if I didn't have appointments set in the afternoon, then I actually had to go out and, you know, knock on doors. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, and so I have that skill set, so I'm able to do that, but it's probably not the best use of my time at this point in my career. Um, you know, because I can, I think I can make a better difference in people's lives by, you know, by communicating with them, by meeting with them, um, and sharing ideas with them. Right. Um, and I think it's, it's more along the lines of if you do something for other people, uh, from a networking perspective, if you go in there like a hundred percent, like, Hey, listen, I'm doing this, you know, to help you. And what can I do to help you? Um, versus, uh, what can you do to help me? Right. That's, that's reciprocity right there. Right. Like the, you know, it, it's, it's putting good into the world and not, not that you need, you're, you expecting good to come back, but if you're putting good in the world, like nothing bad can come back to you. Um, and if you're doing that on a consistent basis, then, you know, you're going to be better off than you were the day before. And so, um, and then plus you, when you're talking with, you know, when I love networking, just because you get to meet so many fascinating people and you get to meet so many fascinating stories and, you know, you get to meet, uh, there's so many different people that you had no idea that these kind of, you know, occupations or, or, um, you know, or, uh, you know, kind of what they do for a living it even exists. And it, it just kind of sparks your imagination. And you're like, wow, that's, that's a great idea. Right. So yeah, networking is, is key right there for sure. Absolutely. I love learning people's stories and, and really I get the experience of, of helping people change their story and take it to another level, which is even more exciting. Oh, most um, definitely. Like, like you have, have done. All right. So what was your most memorable date with your wife? Uh, I would say the first date, it was the most memorable, uh, for my wife, just because of the fact that, uh, so it, it was kind of funny because we were supposed to meet someplace. And, uh, so I, I knew my, I actually knew my wife back in high school because my cousin, uh, was dating her best friend. Um, and so I kind of knew her, I didn't really know her, but I kind of knew her, um, you know, we saw each other at, you know, different events and stuff like that, but you know, fast forward, fast, fast forward. Yeah. Fast forward like 15 years later um, in the old uh, um, MySpace, right? Not Facebook, MySpace. Um, you know, uh, I was, you know, on my cousin's site and I saw her and I'm like, well, I'm, I want to reach out to her and see how she's doing, right? And so we started talking and, and we ended up getting each other's numbers and we talked on the phone. And 
so we we made a plan to go ahead and meet at uh you know at this at, at this establishment and and so you know i got in you know i got in my car and uh, you know i started on the way over there and all of a sudden you know for the 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 uh the job that i was working at the time um they were you know i was getting tag you know text messages at that time saying well you know we have this meeting tomorrow very early uh, don't forget about it and i honestly had forgotten about it and i'm like oh man <laughs> And so I'm halfway there and I, I, I'm like, well, I'm going to have to cancel this because I don't want to like, you know, it's already like eight o'clock. It was like late at night. It was on a week weekday. Uh, and I said, you know, I, I don't want you know, I don't want this to be like an hour thing and, and have to go, go home. And, and so I called her up and I said, Hey, Michelle, uh, Michelle's my wife's name. I said, Hey, uh, so I'm going to have to cancel, but can we do this later? And she told me that she's like, yeah, I'm pretty busy. So if you can't make it tonight, then I'm, we're probably gonna have to book this out like six weeks out in advance. And so I'm like, oh, I better better go. Well, she was totally bluffing, but like, it, it, but it was just memorable because I never like had that happen. I mean, I probably wouldn't have, you know, uh, gone. You know, I don't even know what would have happened if I if I would have made that decision right then to um, to turn around and, and let that you know, not, not continue because I gave my word. And so I was like, I gave my word. I better go. So, um, so yeah, nice. life changed because of that. <laughs> nice. So how, how important is your word? How important is character in, in your journey? Character is the most important thing. It's actually one of our core values, right? It's not only care. We hire by character and we fire by character. And when you were talking core values, you know, yes, it's, a, it's a team, uh, that comes up with those. And we sat down and we, uh, as a team, we decided what our core values were, but most, you know, it, it's mostly what, you know, what your personal core values are as well. Right. And integrity is the most important thing to me. Right. Like I, I, uh, I can't imagine people, let me put it this way. Like 10 years ago, you could probably get away with being a, a really, you know, person that's uh, of low integrity because of the fact that it was all word of mouth. Okay. Um, but you're going to expose yourself in today's day and age with, with, uh, with all social media, with online reviews, because more and more people are going online to view things. Um, you're to, to do, to take a shortcut to get a, a, a short term win, but, but, uh, but, get rid of or uh, eliminate the possibility of a long-term win because your integrity is not there is the most foolish thing in the world. And I, I, and I wish people would understand that because I see sometimes people do it. Not only are you ruining your reputation because a, your reputation is, it's just like our parents told us, right? Your reputation is all you have. Right. Um, but also uh, it's, in today's day and age, you, you can't even get away with it, right? You can't just move to another town and start over again. Right. So, you know, we, uh, you know, we, I come from a, you know, our family is a, is a good family. My parents were strict with, when it came to, uh, adoption of values and doing the right thing. And, and thankfully I was that way. And I, I that same way with my kids. Um, but yeah, no, it's everything. Integrity is everything. Like I said, to be on my team, you have to be, you have to have integrity. And, you know, if, if we're going to let you go, it's going to be because, because you didn't, you compromised on one of our core values, one of which is integrity. Nice. So obviously you mentioned having to do sales um, right out of school, but uh, what other ways did you develop confidence for uh, <laughs> meeting with people and working with people? That, that's a, that's a, so I, I had to, um, so uh, when I originally went to college, I, I, I'm going to, you know, so when I originally went to college, right. So I, I went to parochial school growing up. Right. So I went to Catholic school. Um, and then I went to Regis, which is a all boys Catholic school for the first year. And then I went to Arapahoe for three years, uh, Arapahoe high school. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, it was like, you know, Arapahoe was, was, I think 2,500 students, which was, which was shocked to me because, you know, Regis was like, you know, 300 total students. And in my grade school, I probably had, you know, uh, 30 kids in my class. Right. And so, uh, so, and so I ended up going to, uh, to Colorado Mesa, as they call it now, it's Mesa state when I went there, but, um, and, uh, and so I went up there to play, play sports as well. I was going to play football and, and, and baseball. And, 
Um, and when I got up there, all of a sudden, we're not having any accountability, right? Um, it, it's it like, you know, I found every excuse in the world not to go to class or not to do this and that, right? And so, uh, you know, if you ever saw the movie Animal House, uh, where they're talking about the guy's GPA and they're like, you know, 0.0. Well, mine wasn't that bad, but it wasn't wasn't far off, right? And so my uh, my parents told me that uh, they're not they they're not going to pay for me to waste their money, right? And so that I had to come home and work, um, and so I had to come home and work to pay them back. And then from now on, I had to pay for my own education, right? And so I those you know I, for six months I had to sit there, I had to work, and and you know all my money went to to paying back the the amount that I owed them. And then I had to start saving up, so I had to go to a community college, right? So I was at a you know I was at, I was at a nice you know, college away from home. And now I'm at a community college and I'm start, I have to work my way up to get my grades up so I can go to back to college and, and find a way to afford it. So I work through college. Um, and uh, so being a waiter and a bartender was hard for me because I know, I know I'm a little, I'm kind of outgoing a little bit from the outside, but I'm, I'm really like, uh, there's very, a lot of introvert in me. Like I, like, I don't like going to parties. I don't like doing, <laughs> Like I, I would much rather stay at home and, and spend time with my kids than go do, you know, all, kind, you know, all this other social stuff. But uh, that was the hardest thing for me because I was terrified. And I remember um, and then when I worked for the copier company, too, same thing. Right. Um, having to go up and, and make those calls and face rejection. Right. Because it's not fun, right? When someone rejects you or hangs up on you or calls you names. And then to top it off, you had to go into buildings and like kind of <laughs> knock on doors and be, you know, and be like, Hey, how's it going? So what kind of copy are you using? And they're like, there's no soliciting. And and so, you know, you had to learn those sales skills. And I, I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, it wasn't, you know, obviously it wasn't something I'd want to do long-term, but it was the perfect thing for me because it got me out of my shell and it taught me that, you know, it gave me that opportunity to get rejected and say, you know, it's not that bad, right? You know, in the grand scheme of things, it, this is all a numbers game, right? You just have to, to follow the process and keep going. Um, and, and you know, it, pretty soon it didn't, you know, you were come overcoming objections, Right. Uh, you were, you, you were, uh, able to communicate with people. You weren't afraid of people. And, and it, that was, it was awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. One of my mentors says, yes, lives in the land of no. Yeah, exactly. So if yeah. you're not willing to go to the land of no, you will never find a yes. <laughs> right. And even if there is a no, it's a not now, it's a not a never. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And it's not about you. No, no. <laughs> it's about the lack of information about your product. Right. Your needs. Yeah, exactly. So it's so exactly. It's an what opportunity. A, what a powerful lesson that your parents taught you to, I mean, not just in personal responsibility, but in, in, you know, being accountable for your money and your decisions and choices. And so oh, yeah. that sounds like a, a hugely powerful lesson. Um, and, and from a guy that did his first two years at a community college, I get it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, I never, I, my chance to go away from home was join the Marines. And right. so that's, that's how I got away from home. And then I came back so, and, uh, and still had to go to college. So, but started at the community college first, because that's just, it, it just makes more sense. Oh, most know, definitely. Financially. Most definitely. Yeah. It worked. And so, wow. What a, yeah, I get it though. That party that, you know, 18, 19, I, I did my partying in the Marine Corps and, and thankfully it was far enough away from home that mom and dad didn't find out. About <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what a, what a great lesson though, for, you know, being responsible and, and having to pay your parents back. Most parents let their kids slide on that kind of stuff. And then the value of your education changes and the value of, of money changes. For oh you yeah. If, if you haven't had to, you know, be responsible and, and, take care of it. So good, good for your mom and dad setting you up that way. Yeah, no, I, I agree hundred percent. I mean, it, it, you know, it, they, they never made things easy on us. Um, you know, I mean, my, my dad did, did well, but he, he always made it so that we, we learned personal accountability and, and personal responsibility, which, uh, you know, and, and, and I, I'm not perfect. Right. I mean, I've made, I've made plenty of mistakes in my life, but they're, they're always, you know, from that responsibility, I always learned that there was a solution at the end, other end versus, you know, wallowing in, in sorrow. I always learned, well, okay, 
here's the problem. Like there's a solution. What is that solution? Let's go after it. So nice. So let's talk a little bit about the value of gratitude in, mm. in, in building your team and building, you know, your, your empire now because <laughs> you're hiring because you're hiring people and, and able to pass that on and, and share, you know, it's, it's not just about you anymore. No. Right. So let's talk about how gratitude has been beneficial. Yeah, gratitude is, is everything, right? We're, we're, we're grateful every day for not only our, our, our clients, um, you know, people who refer us, um, but, but my team, right. As you alluded to, like, I, it's not me, right? It's, it's all I'm doing is steering the ship, right? I mean, you know, my ultimate goal is for people who, who work with me and who work on my team is to make them better because I'm looking to improve every single day. And I, I want that same, I want them to improve every single day. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to have that. You know, my dad, I always said was a coach, right? There's a little bit of coach in me. Um, you know, I coach my girls teams, but there's also a part of me that wants to coach these people and make them the better version, best versions of themselves, because that's what it is for me. Um, that's how I, you know, uh, that how I want to, I, I want to be a better version of myself every single day. And I'm 100% grateful that I've been given an opportunity to do that and to be in a business, um, where I'm able to change people's lives literally. And I'm able to, um, I mean, I thank God every day that I'm, I'm able to uh, have this, right? Because we're not, we're not like sell at all cost, right? And, and my team has that same mindset. They know that we are much, we would much rather educate our people, uh, our, our potential clients and have them go someplace else and protect their family properly than to give them bad advice, Right. Um, call, I'll give you a perfect example. I know you're not going with it, but Colorado is a non-credit protected state. What that means is, is if, uh, if you get an accident, anything above your, your liability limits, you're personally responsible for, right? Um, when you talk about, uh, integrity, right? It wouldn't be very, uh, you know, there wouldn't show much integrity on our part to write, uh, someone 25,000 per person, 50,000 per incident, right? Because of the fact that we know even it might be the cheapest price, we know that if they get in an accident, that $25,000 is not going to cover anything, right? Which means that we're putting them at risk for a $600,000 judgment, with which they're, gonna, they're, they're not going to know that they can confiscate 25% of your current and future income. They can put a lien on your house. They can take your uh, 401ks, IRAs, checking, savings, all that stuff, right? Why would I want to put someone in that uh, in that position, right? To make a to make a, a sale, right? And so I, I'm grateful that that I have people who who want the same things as me. Our true passion is helping people, right? It's educating people, it's coaching people, it's it's you know, it's and and again, I'm not a monk, right? We're, we're all we're, we're all we're all you know in business to, to 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 grow, you know, and help our families and all that good stuff. But we're doing it the right way, and I, I, I'm completely grateful that I, I'm, I'm able to uh, work with with people, not only my internal team, but the but the people that that are my referral partners and everything along those lines as well. Yeah, it's a tragedy that the state minimums are so ridiculous. That it doesn't it doesn't serve any purpose. <laughs> it doesn't serve any purpose. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had a client who was rear ended, just a normal fender bender, right? And her medical bills right now, and thankfully the other person has good insurance, but her medical bills right now are, are like $125,000 wow. just on a fender bender. And she just had like, you know, she, the, she, she was fine after the accident. The next day, like she woke up and she, there was a twinge in her neck and she had some whiplash and yeah, $120,000. So, wow. well, and you, and you just think about the number of people that take out street lights or stop. Yeah. Or yes. Get, get one of those things and see how much the state comes after you for. Yeah. 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 Or a personal injury attorney. That's, that's exactly it. <laughs> well, those are even worse. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> Whew, that's scary. <laughs> so what have mentors meant for you and, and your journey? And obviously you're mentoring new agents and bringing new people up. And what is, what is that idea of mentorship? 
You know, mentorship is is the most important uh, element to my success, 100%, right? Uh, any success I've had, it's it's come from, and it doesn't even have to be someone in my industry. It doesn't even have to be someone I've met. It could be a book I've read. Um, it could be, you know, a podcast I've listened to. Um, it could be, uh, you know, a, a uh, a program that I'm in. I know, I know, uh, you know, Nathan, when he was on your show, talked about uh, the Arte Syndicate. I'm in that as well. And just being, there's so many people in there that are in completely different industries. Um, and, and to have someone, you know, people be able to mentor you um, who, who have built businesses through integrity, through, um, you know, kind of the vision of what you, where you see your business in a different industry or even in your own industry is something amazing. I mean, uh, we're, we're, uh, I, we, I, I'm big on, on personal development. I'm big on, uh, training for my team. I have, we, I mean, we have like three different coaching programs, online coaching programs that I have available for my team that some of them are industry specific with regards to insurance and financial services. Some of them are just, you know, to get be better as, as a human being and, and reach your full potential. Nice. Because that's what I want. Like, imagine if we lived in a world where everyone was chasing excellence. If every <laughs> single person just wanted to, uh, you know, to be the best version of themselves every single day and, and wanted to go out and wanted to be, you know, to just do it just to see, right? Like, who am I? Who am I really? What can I do? What can I accomplish, right? If everyone thought that way, can you imagine what this world would be? Man, it'd be pretty sweet because obviously I believe we were created to serve. And oh, most if definitely. We're doing, if we're doing our best self, then somehow we're serving others in some ways. So yeah, imagine how human beings are, are building each other up and serving each other every day. And now yeah. that's, that's the name of my company is, is the idea of encourage one another and build each other up. It's just, you know, how can <laughs> I add value to others? So exactly. That's, that's exactly what uh, I want to be doing and I want to help others, you know, do the same. So that's, that's really exciting. What a great um, example you are to your team in, you know, in your personal growth. And, you know, it's, Obviously, you're in a sales industry that has a sales reputation, and yet it, it you understand that it really is about meeting their needs, solving yeah. their problem, protecting their assets, and and helping them prepare for the future. Um, and it's scary to me. Like right, you know, now there's now we got to have this cyber insurance. Like all these uh, new things keep yeah. popping up. Like and and insurance companies are stepping in and and helping to cover even some of those risks. Um, and, and that's pretty incredible to me that, you know, to see insurance from the side, like you said, the example of seeing a family that's lost, a, you know, a lot. And, yeah, oh yeah. And, and having, having the ability to be able to say, this is, this is why we do what we do um, mm -hmm. to be able to help families in that moment of desperation and businesses in that moment of desperation where their list has been stolen, their, their, their entire internet access has been hacked and, you know, and now there's, there's insurance to protect them from, from that craziness too, which is, is actually really important, right? Mm -hmm. Almost so, definitely. So you mentioned, uh, Arete Syndicate and, and, um, I think those guys are, are really inspirational. What, what inspires you? Uh, I just, from an inspirational standpoint, I, I think it's, it's, um, a part of it is, is trying to figure out, like I mentioned, one of our core values too is chasing excellence. Right. And so, um, it's, I think it's inspiring when I see people doing that and I see the world doing that. One of the reasons I'm in, in, in uh, in Arate or, or, uh, is because, you know, the, the two founders of that, um, the inspirational, uh, part of them taking, you know, from humble beginnings to, to where they grew their businesses and did it the right way. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not a case of, you know, someone who, uh, you know, who, uh, I mean, I don't want to say, I don't want to get sued by anybody, but you know, there, there's certain, uh, there's certain people out there who kind of did bad things in, in different industries. Um, and then now are, are, you know, coaching people, Right. Uh, I'm not going to say who, who those people are, but you, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Um, 
it's it's one of those things where you know that's not that's you know you may have a a, a sales philosophy that you have but how does that add value if you're not doing it for the right purposes right how are you how are you you know um i mean one of the things that that andy forsella who i you know who's one of the, the i mean like his first form like i i get his products i i am i'm a big like spartan race and and work i work out and i run and all that good stuff um and like i so i get like his his um, you know, his supplements, right? And there's a thank you card in every single package they do, a handwritten thank you card. And, wow. and it's always addressed. And they go on, they go on to uh, like a Facebook page and like, just look at it and, and they'll mention my daughters, right? Like, you know, toward, hey, I'm, uh, you know, glad you're being a good example for Tori and Lizzie, blah, blah, blah. I mean, these people that are like writing this, right, for his company, they don't know that I'm an Arate. Um, so it's not because of that. It's just because of that's that that's their core values and that's what they do, right? Um, and it, it's just uh, amazing being around these these people because uh, you know the people that are also in that group have the same similar mindsets, and it's inspiring to see them succeed in that, right? Um, you know, I think when you and I were growing up, I think we 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 were told we could be anything, right? We could be anything we want to be, right? And I think that the, the generation now is not told that. They're told that they're victims and they can't do anything about it. And and so I, like my whole thing is showing them, right? You asked me what my why is, right? Um, if, you know, my, my why is to show my, my daughters, to show younger people that you can accomplish anything. You can be anything. You can, you can, you know, you can make mistakes in life and just, you know, go through them. God knows I made a lot of mistakes in my life. Um, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but one thing I, I have is that that belief that that I can be better. That I can be better every day. I can be a better servant. I can be a better, you know, I can be better at this and that, and and I can be a better leader and, and an agent and uh, all that good stuff. And that that's what drives me every single day. And I admire that in other people, and that that inspires me. Yeah. Well, I've I emailed Andy and filled out his form to get him on my podcast. So very we'll nice. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> you just provide so much value to to this audience that we're growing. And, and oh, it's most so, definitely. It's so cool. I I really appreciate that that idea, right? That inspiration of of being around people that are that are positive, right? And 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 helping people understand that they don't have to be the victim, really, because I see that as character growth, right? Like. Mm -hmm like the runaway and the victim are just lower levels of character and they don't understand the possibility of taking responsibility. And then, mm -hmm. and then once they take responsibility, like you've mentioned a few times that, you know, oh, I've made all these mistakes. I've made all these mistakes, but mistakes aren't fatal. No. Right? <laughs> I mean, they're honestly, learning experiences. None of those that you've made are fatal because you're still here. Now there are people <laughs> that you make some fatal ones. Yes, that's <laughs> true. That's the majority, true. The majority of mistakes aren't, aren't, aren't failures and they aren't fatal. And so, you know, talk a little bit about that, about how, what do you, how do you push through mistakes? I just try, I just try to learn for as much as I can. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I've always done that. I mean, I've, I've, I've played the victim in my past, right? <laughs> there were times where, you know, like, uh, 10 years ago, like I was like 40 pounds overweight. Right. And, uh, it, it came down to the fact that, you know, I, I let my work get in the way of, of my health. Um, my, my wife was pregnant, had uh, just had a kid and she had another kid. And so she was eating ice cream every night. And I'm like, oh, no, I like ice cream. Right. <laughs> but the but bottom line is I wasn't taking responsibility for myself. And, you know, I, and I, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I had to evaluate exactly what, um, what I wanted out of life. Right. Like I've always been someone who's very athletic and, and, and like sports and all that good stuff. Um, and here I was where I was, you know, 40 pounds heavier and it wasn't 40 pounds of muscle. Um, <laughs> and, and so, you know, I had to really look at myself and say, okay, these are the mistakes that I've been making. Right. And so, um, how can I get around, you know, how can I overcome this? And it's hard, right? I mean, like when you're, when you're, when you have, when you have 40 extra pounds, it's not like you can just lose it overnight. And I hadn't worked out in a long time. And, and so, um, you know, it's, it's trusting that process, right. Trusting the process that, that knows. And I think that's the same way with, with any decision that you make, um, with regards to, uh, with regards to overcoming your mistakes is you're going to make mistakes. Um, 
as long as they're not fatal, um, they they're, they're things that if you learn and you know ter- tweak them as opposed to just giving up on them, right? I could have given up. There were days where I, I like you know ten years ago. We're just using this as an example. I could have been like you know. I just really like McDonald's and I really like this lifestyle and I just don't want to work out. Cause there was days I felt like that right at that point. Um, but I trusted the process, right. Or six months down the road where I'm like, I didn't lose, I haven't lost that much weight. And so what am I going to do? Right. I trusted the process and I kept it up and I kept it up. And, you know, pretty soon I'm running, you know, uh, half marathons, marathons, you know, Spartan races, all that good stuff. And I'm back to where I was, but it was only because I made mistakes along the way. And I was able to it's trust the process, stick to what I was going to do, hold myself accountable and, and it was able, you know, it was able to happen. And, and, um, yeah, that's the same thing with, with anything else. Mistakes are going to happen. It's evaluating the mistakes and moving forward and not dwelling on the mistakes. Yeah. I think my biggest challenge as a, as a dad was seeing my kids make mistakes and then, <laughs> and then, you know, there's mistakes that have consequences. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, for me, it was, you know, I love my kids no matter what, no matter what mistake they're going to make. And and my goal was to say, you know what, we'll we'll deal with the consequences together and mm-hmm. and, and we'll figure it out. And and I appreciate that that's what your parents did, you know, with your college experience. Right. It was kind of a mistake to not go to class and to be the party guy. <laughs> and, and we're going to hold you accountable to that. Yep. And then there's this is the consequence but we've still got you, right? You can, you can still come home. You can still do this, but, but we're not paying for you to keep doing that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's really what good parenting is, right? Is, mm-hmm. is you're still going to, you know, you still made the mistake and there's still consequences, but I'm going to do my best to help the concept, help you go through the consequences, not avoid them. And I think that the victims want to avoid the consequences and not be responsible for the consequences. And, oh yeah. And, and that's a, there's a big difference in, in being able to take responsibility and help see, see people take responsibility. And yeah, the consequences, sometimes they stink, right? Yeah. But, but you just, you can't avoid them, right? You, you, it, the person that's responsible just has to own it and, yeah. and, and walk through it. And the cool thing is when you have friends like you and, and people around you, you, you'll never walk through those consequences alone. Oh Yeah even though oh, yeah. it feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like I'm the only one that's ever done this on the whole right? entire planet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, the, the funny thing, and you mentioned this too, is, is that, you know, if you, if you, uh, if you take accountability, right, if you're accountable for it and you put a plan to correct it, then that's just another win for you, right? You can turn a loss into a win because you've, you've taken something that, that happened and you've turned it completely around. You've you've shifted the 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 entire uh, you know the everything about it, versus the people who don't do that and don't take responsibility for it. They have to live with that all the time, and so that's why they'll never improve. Oh yeah, it's, they're carrying it around like weights yeah. on the shoulder. Absolutely, and and it definitely holds them back. So you mentioned a few of the things you love to do in your free time. So expand on 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 your free time what what is it that you love to do away from work so yeah i i uh i'm one of those crazy people that uh had to since i have two kids the only time i could work out is in the morning so i have to get up at 4 a.m i go to the gym at 4 a.m uh and uh work out then so i love working out i love running um, I didn't used to, I never really liked it. In fact, when I was in high school, when I was a freshman in high school, I quit cross country cause it was too hard and went to football. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just didn't like that part, but mm-hmm. now it just gives me an opportunity to, to use my mind. It's like kind of my time, um, to like go over th- things and, and learn, you know, sometimes I'll listen to audible things like that, but mostly spend, spend as much time with my family as possible. Um, you know, they're the most important thing to me in the world. My, my two little girls, my wife, uh, my dog, a uh, little dog named Rudy. Um, but you know, just spending time with them and, and, and being a good parent, like it's important to me. I, I, I do work a lot, right. I, I work sometimes on Saturdays. I work on Sundays, right. Just to come in here and get stuff done. Um, but you know, I want to make sure I'm there for them too. Um, and so again, it helps when you get up at 4 AM cause I can get home by nine or 10 and they're, you know, then, and, you know, have the rest of the day with them. 
uh, on, on the weekends. But that's the most important. I want them to experience great things. And I want to be a good, as, as good a parent as my, my parents were to me. I, I want to have that same kind of relationship um, where it's not one of, you know, you did this to me. No, it's you did this for me, right? You, you, you helped me grow me into a functioning adult. <laughs> nice. So what, what is your biggest challenge of raising a family and running a business? Uh, geez, I would say the biggest challenge I have sometimes is, is turning, uh, turning off my phone, um, which I've gotten a lot better at, uh, over the past couple of years, but it used to be where I would be there with them and I wasn't hundred percent engaged, right? I was there in spirit, but I'd be checking my phone to see if I had any, uh, any messages or, or emails or anything like that. Um, that it was the biggest challenge, I would say, to that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm doing a much, I'm doing a much better job of that now. So <laughs> nice. Well, so you're you're the exercise guy. This one's gonna, this one might be complicated. So, what's your favorite dessert? <laughs> <laughs> ice cream, no doubt, no doubt. If if you put, especially like homemade ice cream, if you put oh. that in front of me. I'm like, so I'm, I'm doing, do you know what 75 hard is? I, yeah, I saw it. I saw that on Andy's. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. know the exact details. I saw hard and I turned away. So, <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, um, I can't, I can't have any dessert right now. Right. Normally I, I usually have a cheat day, like, you know, like a Friday where I can have pizza or ice cream or something like that. It just, but in, in this program you can't, and it's a mental toughness challenge versus a weight loss challenge or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard for me. Like we, we, uh, my daughter's birthday was yesterday. We went to, uh, um, we went to a Mexican restaurant here locally that I love. It's my favorite place that, in the whole wide world. And dessert was this big around. Yes. And, and it had ice cream on it. And I wanted so <laughs> bad to be able to do, to, you know, just take a little bite. But, you know, again, back to the accountability things. If you fail this, you have to go back to day one. And so, you good, know, I'm on day 58 right now and Ooh, I'm not, yeah. Yeah, so back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But ice cream, ice cream. I love ice cream. I'm right there with you. Ice cream. <laughs> me, I'm a plain vanilla. I'm very particular about my vanillas. So we we try all the vanillas to test which one's the right one. So <laughs> nice. Which one's your favorite? Uh you would yeah, the, the generic King Supers brand. <laughs> really? Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, the, the cheapest one in the store. That's kind of where I ended up. <laughs> it's uh uh, it's probably fake vanilla, which is, I don't know, probably why it works. <laughs> yeah, it's probably better for you, though, because I was I was on Bluebell because uh, my wife's from Texas. And oh. So that's where I get that's where I gain those 40 pounds. So yeah. I eat that every night. So <laughs> I can see that happening. It, it, there, there was some times we were doing ice cream every night. We definitely had to slow down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. COVID like, oh, let's have ice cream. Oh, let's have ice cream. <laughs> so so no cheat days. That's good. Good for you. All right. So what, what is your big dream? You know, my big dream is to uh, own multiple agencies and to uh, give, uh, uh, you know, give an opportunity to people who, um, who want to get in this business for the right reasons, right. And, and want to serve, truly serve. Right. I mean, we're, we're, you know, all industries, it seems like, especially in the service, we're, we're being inundated with, uh, you know, with all these apps and all these online companies that, that take the, the service out of it. Right. I mean, you can, you can get financial products, you can get insurance, you can get all this stuff online. But the problem is that, is that you're not, are you getting good things? Are you getting things that actually protect you? And the answer is no, you're not right. right? Because there's no way that you, that I know what risks you have unless I sit down and have a conversation with you. But the problem is, is that it, as an industry, we're acting as if we're just as transactional as those apps, right? Because that's all they are is transactional. It's just based on price. Um, and, and as an industry, you're getting more and more people who all they want to do is sell at the lowest price, lowest price, lowest price, lowest price. Don't worry about it if it protects you. It's the lowest price, right? So my, my dream uh, and what I want is to build, uh, for lack of a better term, an army of people who, who, truly believe in service and truly believe in that long-term relationship with, with an advisor, right? Someone who's going to give you insurance advice um, that can help protect your assets, right? And make sure that you don't lose everything because of an accident. Um, and so 
those types of people who to truly want to serve and truly want to um, be better versions of themselves, be learn every day, improve every day, and just you know um, have enthusiasm for what they do, have passion for what they do. That's what I want. All right. Well, that leads right into you've got your your newest agent sitting across from you and you have the chance to give him Matt's words of wisdom for starting his business and, and going. So what are what are Matt's words of wisdom to an entrepreneur? <laughs> uh, I, I would say don't give up. I, I would say it's it's never easy in the beginning. And I think that if, if it's truly your passion and truly your dream, um, then you will be successful if you if you have that tenacity and you have that heart, you have that grit and you put it through. There's no way um, that you cannot. And, and the other thing too is, is that hire someone. You can't do it by yourself. You can't do it without a team, right? Um, the, the number one reason most people fail is because they don't have a team, right? They don't have at least one other person that they can do because there's so many, many aspects, right? You have to take care of your customers. You have to go out and acquire new customers. You have to do, you know, you have to, uh, you know, network, you have to do all this stuff. There's no way you can do that by yourself, right? Because what, if one of those areas goes off, you're, you're going to be in trouble. And then the last thing I would say to anyone, um, the most important thing and the biggest differentiator for, for, you know, our, our growth and where we started really taking off, um, was, uh, was making sure that, um, that we had specific, very specific things that we were doing on a day in and day out basis. And we had to get those things done in order to win the day. Now, you know, it could be five things in your business. It could be, you know, 20 things, but you know, actually the less, the better. But if, if you do those things on a consistent basis, you're going to be successful and you're going to grow. Right. Yeah. And if you don't, you're not going to, and there's always going to be all these other things that come up that you think are so important, but they're not. It really comes down to those those critical tasks, um, as Andy Frisellitz calls it, the five critical tasks. If you follow those things and be consistent, there is no way you're not going to be successful. Nice. Yeah, I like those. We, we call them uh, revenue generating behaviors. If you, yeah. <laughs> if you don't do the things that make you money, then yeah, your, your business isn't going to pay the bills. And then, of course, you don't make it. So Right. <laughs> yeah. Man, Matt, I appreciate you taking the time today. This has been a great conversation, and I just course, appreciate you. you and all that you've shared. Yeah, thank you. This has been this has been so so much fun. <laughs> Good.